Hot as you want to be, buddy. We got that red light blinking <laughs> in our face, so I'm getting a sunburn on my sweet, sweet bald head here. These lights aren't doing me any justice, so <laughs> <laughs> well, this is not hot. flattering. <laughs> God, I didn't bring a hat. Well, on. I guess on that note, welcome back, everybody. Episode 22? 22. 22. 22 nice. of nice. Left is Right, a racing podcast. Racing podcast. Diversified. I think we we diversified and vetoed the uh, NASCAR name in the title. Uh, So hopefully they don't come after us. Listen, well, not only that, and uh, we had a lot of indie stuff happen this week. So we did. We we talked about a lot of indie stuff. It's a good week. It's a good week to do the switcherooski, you know. So let's start at the top. Mr. P, you're on the top of my screen. So what's going on, buddy? How are you? I am I am living the dream. You know, I did some work tonight on the on the Bristol rig. Gotta gotta get the multicolor LEDs underneath the uh, underneath the awning there, so we can apparently have a you know call some strippers and just have a you know little party when we're in Bristol. I guess that's that's gonna be the plan. That was a comment my 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 wife said when she saw it. She goes, "It looks like a strip club." So, so what what you gotta tell her is oh, going with. What, what's gonna happen. So we're gonna have a little flashback here, gentlemen. I'm gonna take you to the stands at the truck race when those um, southern gentlemen were sharing my binoculars. Yeah. <laughs> and they were blown away. Could you imagine what they're gonna think with this LED to change these colors? You know? <laughs> can't, yeah, can't deal. It's, yeah, I know. The, the, we're gonna have to like we're gonna have to find music that goes to the color flow. There's gotta be some sort of like Oh, I bet there is. I gotta be something we can do. You know? Yeah, you just gotta find I'm, I'm sure it's got like it's like seventeen different colors you can pick or like four different sort of a multi color changing strobe some are slower some are faster some kind of fade in and out others are borderline you know seizure you got, a, you got a strobe setting oh that's not gonna be good it's it's uh it doesn't it doesn't like full on the button says strobe but these are it's an extremely chinese controller so their understandings are a little different it just it changes in between different colors at a fairly quick rate but um, i think they they probably aren't allowed to go full on strobe because of the, you know, aforementioned possible seizures. Implications. <laughs> implications. So additionally, gentlemen, I was in the junkyard last week, big junkyard week, right? I was looking for pedals, found them, right? To update the listening audience, which was a home run. So the first Del Sol, this this story ties into the camper. So um, I might lose you for a second, but I'll bring it right back in. I'm good. Nice I'm good. Top for you, I'm right? falling. So first Del Sol I roll up on. The teeth, the the target target top was off, and it was filled with water. And I look inside. I'm like, it's got pedals. I'm like, I'm gonna get so gross crawling around the crawl of this thing, right? So I'm like, let me just look. So I found another one, dries a bone, pull the pedals out, no problem. In my junkyard searching, I come across this Ford 500 that someone just put, they took the engine out of, and there's a police speaker, a hundred watt police speaker, like this big, sitting on the frame rail. Okay. And, and I go, I wonder what they want for this. <laughs> so take it off, go up to the, the pay counter, and they're like, what is this? I'm like, I think it's like a car alarm speaker. They're like, $4. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. sold. 
So uh, <laughs> we have a hundred watt police speaker we can play with at Bristol if we'd like. Or and afterwards I can sell it on eBay for like hundred and seventy bones. So Oh yeah, eBay, yeah. Okay. Right. So we can play with a police speaker oh. in Bristol. Whoop, 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 whoop. That sounds well, dangerous. I, think I like the, it. The, the, the situation is coming together quite nicely uh, for Bristol in a couple of weeks. We're only four weeks away until until the I can't, uh, I can't believe the ship, it. The ship sets sail to the land of of uh, cold beer and fast cars. <laughs> I uh, I was on a call at work. Right, we're talking about a dealership in Martinsville, Virginia. Right. Oh boy. And I park up, and the lady's like, "How do you know Martinsville, Virginia?" I'm like, "There's there's a racetrack there." Yeah. So, oh, oh, you, and you know the whole thing. But I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know where Martinsville is. Right here on the map. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Wood Brothers Racing is right around the corner. You know." Yeah. That's nice. Great. <laughs> so, on today's episode, we've got we're we're gonna do an interview um, coming up here in a little bit with a gentleman who we met via the internet, who is a (laughs) local racer. Um, His name is Curtis. Um, We'll get him on here shortly and and, kind of talk to him a little bit. The the goal is to try to to get Curtis to tell his story and introduce people to somebody who, uh, you know, is a weekend warrior when it comes to racing locally and uh you know talk about what it what it takes to put some a program like that together so yeah um, before that though there is much to talk about from the (laughs) indianapolis road course uh from all three series uh and then a little bit later on after the interview we'll talk about uh the uh upcoming race weekend at uh mis michigan international speedway in the uh, michigan boys backyard there Sure is. Woo. Woo. We're pumped, man. This was a, I'm looking, I've been looking forward for this episode for like two weeks, to be honest. So, oh, look at this guy. What's going hey. on, guys? Hey, how are you? I'm good. Um, Curtis, why don't you? Why don't you start it off by just telling us your name and where you're from and, uh, you know, how you got started in racing. All right. So my name is Curtis Eldenbrand, and I race pro trucks out here in Denver, Colorado. And uh, my home track is Colorado National Speedway. Uh, I've been racing since 2011. And uh, my first three years were pretty rough. Uh, I was about ready to give up, but we persevered and uh, we're doing good things now. So. So you're in pro trucks now, you said. Yep. What did you, what in those early years, were you pro trucks or was it a different series? No. Nope. So I started out with, in the beginner stage, they were called super stocks. Um, okay. The very first car I had was uh, just a car I bought with my student loans. Uh, I didn't have the money. <laughs> so I took student loans out to buy a race car, which probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. Yes. On paper, <laughs> on paper, but uh, it felt right, you know, for myself too. So um, when I first started racing, I didn't know anything about it. Um, I didn't know how to change oil. I didn't know how to change tires. Um, nothing. Um, I used to street race a lot in high school and uh, figured out that wasn't a good idea. And so uh, I used that uh, student loan money to buy my first car. 
which was a super stock, uh, very entry level, just a stock car is uh, like a 77 Chevy Caprice, nothing special. Um, you know, I didn't really have a team, uh, no knowledge of what I was doing and uh, just wanted to get out there and see if, see if it's something I liked. And uh, the first time I got on the track, I was like, man, I'm hooked, you know, coming from like street racing and stuff. I thought, man, I was like, I got this and this is going to be a piece of cake. And man, I got out there. When I got off the track, I was shaking like a leaf because I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> you know, awesome. so I kept That's going awesome. and we, we kept blowing some motors. And I think we lost like three motors uh, in the first three years. And we only competed in a couple of races and it was pretty bad. So we decided in 2014 to build a uh, 1977 Chevy Nova. And um, in 2015, we placed fifth. Uh, I'm sorry, in 2014, we placed fifth, 2015, we placed third, and then 2016, we won the championship in the Superstock division. Heck yeah, awesome. Wow. Okay. And then in 2016 is also when I decided to run the truck series. So in 2016, we ran the car and the truck for the first time. Oh, both. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so uh, competing on the same nights, like the same like Saturday night, Friday night event? Or? There was um, two or three nights that we had the both cars out there, and it was a lot of work i can imagine wow yeah so is this time did you have a team behind you at this point or is it all kind of yourself and some buddies so i got when i first started racing in 2011 i was married at the time and my ex-father-in-law helped me a lot and it was just him and i he didn't want to have a team and stuff like that well in 2018 we got divorced after 14 years or 13 years or something like that and uh I didn't really have a team, but I started getting new friends. And uh, so we went from a one-man show or one-man team pretty much from being him and I to um, I have like 10 guys right now that want to help us. So wow. our team has drastically gotten bigger, and it's all guys that just stand behind me, and they enjoy our team. So our team has grown a lot, and, and it shows. I mean, last year we won six races, so it was pretty big for us. Yeah, amazing. Wow. So yeah. like story. So you you it kind of sounds like you made you just you're like you know what man I'm just I want to go racing because I think this is cool you know what I mean I want to take it to a legal situation yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> and, uh, and you go through those years and you, it sounds like you learned almost like trial by fire and yeah. you're just like I'm I'm doing this yeah not looking back yep no I mean it's definitely a passion. Um, there were so many things that were forcing us to try and quit, you know, whether it be, I didn't have a car or I didn't have the truck it's going through the divorce that I went through. Um, but I wasn't going to let it take me down. I mean, that's my lifestyle. That's what I enjoy doing. My kids love doing, doing it with us. And, uh, I wasn't gonna let it stop us. So we, we just pushed through and it's not easy, <laughs> but, um, we really enjoy it. Oh, that's awesome. How close are you to the track? Uh, it's, we're about, we're about, we're about 45 minutes away from Colorado national speedway. That's not bad at all. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. Yeah. So what's a, like, so, so pro truck is what you're competing in. What's the, what's the, are those like all kind of like spec chassis at that point? Is there variation mm -hmm. in, in, I'm assuming cubic inch wise, or there's only one, possibly, I guess one engine that you could, you can run. Um, so, so, set up? So in the pro truck division, they, they have a list of rules and most of the trucks that we race against are, they're going to be a how chassis. They're going to be a port city. Um, I think there's a couple other chassis out there, 
Um, some of them are handmade or they put them on their own jig and do that kind of thing. <clears throat> but ours is a how chassis with a port city updated stub. Okay. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. So, Gosh. and then, um, last year we ran the old, um, Chevy body style. Um, this year we had a sponsor come up and help us get the new body style. So we, we put the new body style on it. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. And then the, and then the motor option, there's, uh, I think there's four different motors, motor options. You have Ford, um, Mopar and Chevy. And there's two different motor options for the Chevy. There's a, a Chevy partsless motor, which is what we ran last year where every part had to, it had a part number and you had to run it. There's no, mm -hmm. you can't do anything to it. And this year we went with a Vortec motor, which is about three to 360. So it's about three, uh, yeah, 360 putting on about a 400 horsepower. Okay. And we weigh, our weight is 2,900 pounds. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, you, you guys are at a party, man. That's yeah. Awesome. That's, that's significantly lighter than, uh, than, uh, a lot of the, uh, mainstream nascar stuff if i'm not mistaken yeah they're they're about 35. they're also putting out about double the horsepower but yeah, yeah we're, we're definitely lighter <laughs> depending on the track i guess you know? yeah, yeah that's true that's wow. true that's wow, impressive that's it, it would be it would be fun to uh open it up and get on big track but the unfortunate thing about the trucks that we have at colorado national speedway is uh we're we're similar to the super late models and compared to other trucks out there, we're too fast for the, the trucks in like Texas or, um, you know, Florida and stuff like that. The Southwest truck series, we're, we're too fast for them. So we can't go compete with them. So it kind of, it kind of locks us down to just going to Colorado. Wow. So that's, it's a real, it's a real local series then. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it's fun, but it does, it does have its caveat of you're kind of stuck in that location. How many uh, how many drivers you have show up for a weekend? I think last weekend we had sixteen, which that's, is pretty good. Heck yeah, that's, that's great. Good. Yeah, yeah. So um, last week was crazy, man. We uh, we were kind of fighting setup in the, the first part of the morning, and uh, we we uh, they're making us run the same tires for three races, which is crazy. So you, <laughs> you, you, three heat cycles yeah. on these tires. Oh, yeah. Oh my. Yeah, so you have your, your dash race or your fast dash, and then you have the main event. So you kind of have to be cautious of what you're doing to the tires. And so anyways, we were fighting set up, you know, with old tires, and we put the new set of tires on. And uh, we went out, and we, we ran a 17-1. And, I mean, 17-1, that's pretty good lap time for us out there. And we just started dropping down the leaderboard. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Well, come to find out, we only qualified a tenth slower than the quick time. And we qualified tenth, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's how close our competition is!" That's it was crazy. Wow. So ten cars within a tenth. Within oh, a tenth, yeah, it was insane. The quick time. Wow, yeah, yeah, they ran a, they they ran a, she ran a seventeen oh sixty eight, and we ran a seventeen one. <laughs> and we qualified ten. We usually, I mean, most of the time we've been getting quick times, or we'll like we'll be second or third in quick time, and. Man, I was just like, "What the hell?" That's and it so was a girl. Cool. It was a girl. Yeah, she beat us, and and she earned it. That's awesome. It was cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. So these oh. these tires, they make you they make you run. I'm assuming it's a it's a spec tire. Everyone has to run the same the same kind of tire. What what kind of tire is it? Manufacturer is it? Is it non? -D I'm assuming it's a non DOT slick. 
Um, it is, yeah. So it's a it's a non DOT slick. They make us run um, the Hoosier. Uh, I think these are the what are these? I don't remember what these are. They're the Hoosier. They just changed tires on us this year, but they're a nine inch uh, Hoosier slick. So okay. like I said, last year they they we ran a different tire, so we always have to kind of chase the tires and see what they're doing. Wow. So no right. staggered right. at all, just yeah. straight nine inch around. Yeah, they're well, they're nine inches wide. Yep. Um, you can obviously get different stagger. We usually okay. try and run about three inches of stagger from left to right. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So um they're a pretty soft compound. So trying to keep them for three nights is I was this weekend. <laughs> yes. This weekend's going to be interesting because this is going to be night three on them, and I mean we have probably ninety laps on them. Oh, oh my gosh, that's yeah, that's wild. That just that is, sounds that pretty wild. Like, is that, yeah. Is that is there is that lead like what's what do you think what's led to that decision to do three, you know, three events basically? Is it like is there tire shortages issues like you know the I, rest of the world is experiencing with parts? And things yeah. like I don't think it's tire shortage. Uh, it's financial. They want okay. people that can't afford a set of tires every night to be able to run with us. You know, so it kind of. It levels out the playing field, but man, I'll tell you what, when we got new tires every race, we were fast. So, Gosh. but you know, everybody's on an equal playing field, so we all have to, we all have to manage it, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it becomes, there's a lot of strategy involved in that. And, and you're right. You just can't go out there and beat your stuff up because right. you're going to have to Yeah. Gotta, gotta, just... gotta save your, gotta, gotta save your purple crack as they refer to Hoosiers in the autocross community. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And it, it's really crazy. I, I work for Goodyear Tire <laughs> and everybody's like, why don't you get a sponsorship with them? And I'm like, yeah, well, uh, I don't think Hoosier would like that because <laughs> we can't, Doesn't we have to run Hoosier tires. <laughs> oh, <okay>. yeah. Right. <laughs> can't, right. can't do anything with that. I can't yeah. even imagine. <laughs> Oh, no. So wow. talk about that a little bit. So obviously, the, you know, in the NASCAR world and really any upper echelon level of series and even, you know, dirt track stuff that I go to around here, sponsorship is obviously a major piece of the puzzle to racing. And it allows a lot of people to continue their dream in most cases. And without it, it's very difficult to be competitive sometimes or even make it consistently night to night or weekend to yeah. weekend. Is that something... How does that work for you guys? Racing is a really expensive sport for us. Uh, not for us, but for everybody. And um, without the help of sponsors, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be here. Um, there have been a couple seasons where we tried to financially support it ourselves, and it is very difficult uh, to where you're eating, you know, bean burritos and top ramen every night, you know, because you got to be able to afford a set of tires. But, you know, sponsorship is, is um, probably one of the – the most important things that our team strives to achieve and maintain um, relationships and and keeping these um, sponsors on board with doing community outreach stuff and um, joining up with organizations to help um, kind of promote ourselves but to help promote them as well. Um, we're, we're very fortunate to have some of the sponsors that we do. Um, one of my sponsors this year, uh, um, sponsored us a motor which was huge um we weren't going to race this year because of some financial um obligations with lawyers and and divorce and court and stuff like that so we were going to hang it up for a season but he really wanted to us to keep going and um so he he helped us out um i don't know if you guys know who blake harris is heard the name he, 
So Blake Harris is the car chief for Martin Truex Jr. Oh, that's why I heard the name before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so Blake Harris used to drive for my sponsor, Joe, out in Texas. Wow. And, and Joe, his name is Joe Stinson, and Joe Stinson reached out to him and said, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of you for moving on to the Cup Series and following your dreams. And he's like, I got to be honest, I'm a little, little sad because, you know, you used to race for us and, and, and I don't really have a racing family to go to. And uh, this is all down in Texas. Yep. And, he, and he said, uh, you know, Joe said, hey, Blake, uh, do you have a team or, do you know, do you have any recommendations of somebody that I could start following? And he said, you know, I got a really good guy up in Denver, Colorado. His name is Curtis Heldenbrand, and he's with CH9 Racing. He said, check him out. And so um, Joe told me that story, and it's, it's pretty cool that um, somebody that high up, you know, notices a team, um, a very uh, small underdog team such as ourselves, And um, it makes us really happy that, you know, we're doing the right things with community and our fans and um, just to try and promote ourselves and to try and promote our team, you know. So I think that was really cool to be, you know, recognized from a NASCAR car chief. Oh, to say the That's least, amazing. man. That's just yeah. the community, you know, it's nationwide, right? They're going over the country with these races and just to have that that homegrown connection like you had. That's just mind-blowing yeah. to me. So, yeah, amazing. It's, it's really cool. Joe, um, Joe's helped us out a lot this year. Um, and I'm, I'm really grateful for, for everything that he's done. Uh, Code Transportation, he's been with us since 2015. Um, he first off started buying a set of tires uh, once, season, once a season. And the next season, he bought a couple more sets. Then the next season, a couple more sets. And uh, he's bought motors. He's helped us get body work done. He's helped us get chassis, dyno stuff. I mean, he's, he's helping all the time. So he's, uh, he's been a huge asset to our team as well. You know, so I'm, I'm really grateful for these relationships that I've built with these sponsors. And um, it, it really goes a long way to have that um, financial stability. Yeah, that's amazing. That's like, that's my hope was that you talk about that a little bit, because I think for us, as we get started on this journey, we've kind of are trying to go down and introduce people who don't really follow along like to the NASCAR world, but yet there's yeah. you know, trying to tell them that there's this whole other world out there and it's, it's family. Like it's yeah. when you start asking these and meeting these people and you, you go to a local track, you're going to see stories and, and talk to people much like yourself in, yeah. in my opinion, in my experience with doing that. So it's, right. uh, it's, it's awesome. That's, that's so cool. That's we so we get a lot of messages on um, on our Instagram or our social media that says, "Hey, how did you get into racing?" or "How do I do this?" or, you know. And my biggest advice for these people that want to start getting into racing is, you know, go to a, your local track and just start talking to people. You know. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's how it happens, man. Yeah, Adam's Adam's got a cool dirt track around the corner from his house. That uh, that's awesome. Every time I visit, man, we're out there <laughs> tearing right. it up. So. Yeah. 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 It's a good time. It really our, is. Our um our whole racing program, man. We we've gone a really far way. Um, one of the things that, if I'm rambling on, to just tell me. To no, stop. we love this. Please. Okay. No, okay. this is great. This is perfect. <laughs> um. So in 2015, uh, we got an invite. No, I'm sorry. In 2016, we got an invite um, from somebody up at Children's Hospital, Colorado. It says, hey, we're putting on a car show for. The kids, you know, that are stuck in the hospital rooms, getting ready for surgery, you know, life-threatening stuff. You know, if we did a car event, would you be able to bring the race car? 
And I said, yeah, you know, I can do that. So I brought both my race car, the, the car and the truck. This was in 2016. And man, we brought the car there and just having the car on display and the entry to the hospital was amazing. And just seeing like these kids' face, like, man, there's some sort of like a breath of like, you know, you know, new stuff and not going through this nasty stuff that we have to go through, you know, it really inspired us. Um, and so that weekend, uh, or that Sunday after the car show, I reached out to make a wish foundation and I basically put feelers out there like, Hey, you know, we really want to try and do something. Maybe you can help us out or, you know, point us in the right direction of how to do something. And they're like, well, what are you looking at doing? I said, well, I would like to be able to host a family to come out to the racetrack every weekend. You know, we'll take care of the cost for them to come in. They can just come hang out. They can ask questions. They can eat food. They can just hang out with us and just kind of forget about this stuff that they're going through. And, um, they weren't able to, um, make that happen because they were so large. Um, they said they did have a new group coming up, um, in Colorado is kind of a newer, newer group about that time. And they're called hope kids, Colorado. And so we partnered up with them in 2016. And, uh, every time we're at the racetrack, we have a, a family or, or two, they come to the racetrack, um, expenses paid through us and through the racetrack, they help sponsor it. So we, we were able to host families where their kids have cancer and, um, a lot of life threatening illnesses and they get to come out with us for the weekend and just hang out and ask questions. And it's probably one of the greatest things that we're able to do as the team is just support these families and just give them something to do on the Saturday night with us. Man, that's wow. what a story, man. You got a, you yeah. got a great heart and your head, your head's in the right place. Giving back, yeah. man. Love so we met, that. we met a lot of cool people. I met some, uh, some people that have, you know, kids have had cancer and open heart surgery and brain surgeries and, it's, it's sad, but it's rewarding at the same time. And, and, you know, I think doing stuff like that is, is what helps us, you know, have the positive vibes with this team of, you know, we're doing the right thing for our community. Uh, so. 100%. No, that's, and yeah. it, it's just from a personal standpoint with, with racing, right? We go there to forget about our problems, right? Yeah. And yeah. you give that opportunity to someone who may not, you know, even know that's an option for them to go watch racing, man. That's yeah. just, and if these kids can forget for that, you know, hour long, two hour long show, that's, it means yeah. the world. It really does. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a pretty special thing. Uh, and we're really excited to have them on board. It's not necessarily a financial sponsorship. We weren't looking for that. It was more of just to feel good about doing stuff. So, right. No, that's wonderful. And Adam, we'll tag all that in the in the posts and all of our social media. So get your message out there to share it with our, our listeners. So cool. Yeah, that's that's great. So it sounds like to me, like, you know, through through, you know, having a conceited effort on on the charitable side of, of giving back to the community, you know, good graces. That sounds like that's kind of like the basis of the brand. You know, that's right. how you that's the message you try to put out there. Um what from a racing perspective what do you I mean, you talked about a championship what is what has been in your mind the greatest accomplishment of it all so far um i think the biggest accomplishment with our team has um been getting a group of, of men together and, and getting a team together has kind of been our biggest accomplishment i mean we have guys ranging from 19 years old and we have guys all the way up to 50 years old um, and I think our biggest accomplishment was getting a team together that wanted to share their passion and doing it. And I know that sounds cliche or, or maybe it sounds stupid, but, you know, finding the right people that are motivated to help you is, is, um, 
for us is huge. And just to have knowing that somebody has your uh, your back and supports you is is an amazing feeling. So I would I would think that just getting the group of people together, you know, kind of like a brotherhood, has just been our biggest uh, accomplishment. Yeah, wow. I mean, human human beings, when everybody's rowing the boat in the same direction, can do some powerful stuff. Really, right. can. <laughs> I mean, you take you take away the trophies and you take away, you know, the money that you've gotten from racing, and you know, you don't really have much to show for it. But at the end of the day, you know, if you you turn to your guys and say, "Hey, man, do you remember that time where we really messed up the car and we went out with, you know." 40 pounds of pressure on the right side. Do you guys remember what happened and just get the laughs out of that is it, it means more than more than anything else, you know, it's, oh, it's a big accomplishment for us. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. We, we share that bond too with the, especially with the automotive stuff, right? Just right. To stick to that one little piece of it. Like I'm building a car right now in my buddy's garage. It's even my garage, right? It's my, <laughs> one of my best friend's garage. We're building a car right now and it's just the same thing, right? Right. Everybody comes cool. together to help and, goes all together so right right let's let's stop that for a second because you said you said uh you're interested in the street racing stuff very early on <laughs> what, what what kind of high rod did you have so uh oh man i was so cool when i was a kid and <laughs> here it comes we all I, uh, were bud we all were cool <laughs> i i started driving when i was 12 uh my mom taught me i i, I when i grew up i i was riding three wheelers around in my cabin i was like man this is the greatest thing since sliced, sliced bread and uh, you're lucky to be alive. I know, no, no, no kidding, right? And uh, so my very first car was a 1983 Honda Accord, and oh my god, this thing was a piece of crap. And uh, it got, it was so bad, it got hit by a trash truck. And I still thought it was cool. I put lights in it, I put subwoofers in it and stuff. Oh, and yeah. uh, so my next car, and that was a that was a manual, which is pretty cool. Nobody drives a lot of manuals these days. It's a, it's a rare bird, buddy. I know. It's an endangered and, uh, species, if I might say so. I know, right? <laughs> Look, Look at, at that. that. Like, we planned, it. like we planned it. I got you, Matt. <laughs> and uh, so uh, then I got a 19, uh, 1997 Honda Accord, man. I thought this thing was the coolest thing ever. I put blue lights all over it. Uh, I put one of those freaking exhaust mufflers on it so it sounded like a you know, uh, hyped-up lawnmower. Oh yeah, <laughs> Not, nothing really special, and uh, I I just uh, went up to Bandemir, which is a, a drag strip. Yeah, and I did high school drags, very first time I ever did, and I placed third. You know, and I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. I mean, I ran like an 18 second lap, but I didn't really care. I still placed third, and uh, I was like, man, this is cool. So I was street racing all the time with some buddies. You know, some guys had some cool cars back in back in high school, but uh, right after that Honda, I got a. a uh, 2008 uh, Lancer Evolution 8, and that car was a lot of fun. So started playing with that a little bit. Yeah, so I started playing with that for a little bit, and I was like, man, you know, I don't know if street racing is the right thing to do. You know, it's just so I sold it and I bought a uh, a Nissan Titan, and uh, I was like, man, if I have a truck now, I guess I can get a trailer and buy a race car. So I, absolutely, I did. Yep, yeah. that is how it started. So we're going full circle now. So I'm in this garage, right? My buddy's garage. So there is my 94 Civic that we're oh, building. Oh, there you go. So C18? It's, it's, it's got a K20 going in. So Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Nice. We're, uh, this is something. So that was my, uh, not the exact car I had in high school, but the exact model I had, right? Right. And I'm Dead just, rigor. I'm reliving, I'm reliving my, uh, my high school. When I, when I didn't have any money to do anything, now we're going to keep the 13-inch hubcaps and blow some Mustangs <laughs> out of the water. So. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, it, it, <laughs> sure. He's going to hug. 
Don't you worry about a thing. But uh, oh, what that's awesome. Oh man, what a story. Yeah, so that's kind of how it got started. Cool. Once it gets in your blood, man, it's tough to shake. I'll tell you that yeah. much. So yeah, yeah Adam's yeah. got the Edge ST rolling around. You know, kids in the back, race car, and yeah, um, yeah. Prince got the ST, yeah. other ST, the Focus ST, and right. <laughs> just can't shake yeah. it, you know. Yeah, that's can't that's shake. so funny. Yeah, now now I drive a 2016 GMC Sierra uh, truck. It's got to have. It's got the three car seats in the back, and right, it's, exactly. it's it's pretty pit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps everybody safe, right? I, I guess. <laughs> I, I, let, I let my fun go in my other truck behind me. That's so. it. Oh, I love yeah, it. That's that's your other your other Chevy, idea. right? There you go. Yeah, my other Chevy. There you go. <laughs> oh man, we love it. That's cool. Oh. So. Cool. What about uh, on the flip side of getting back to the accomplishment? What, what about the failure side? What has been the thing that, you know, you talked a little bit about in the beginning and it, it's tough sometimes, right? It's a lot of work. You know, what, what do you think at this point has, has been your biggest failure and, and perhaps what that taught you and yeah. told you to succeed? You know what I mean? Uh, my uh, my biggest failure in racing is the uh, the lack of knowledge um, that comes with it. There's uh, there's a lot of things I have to learn. Um, like I said in the beginning of the show, uh, I didn't know how to change oil, didn't know how to change tires. Um, so I'm constantly learning. Uh, you know, our biggest failure failure is just not knowing maybe some of the language or um, how to do something, um, and just feeling the confidence in uh, in in doing that. You know, myself. Uh, I felt if I knew more about mechanics and, you know, you know, how things work, we would be a lot better off. So if I were to learn that, I, I definitely think that it, it would help us a lot, you know, um, not just myself, but for our team as well. So our biggest failure is definitely just the lack of knowledge that I have when it comes to the actual, um, you know, physics and how things work in the actual race car. Like, you mean like, like being able to provide feedback about what's happening and yeah, no, I mean, I can, I can provide the feedback of, you know, if the car feels tired or if it feels loose, you know, I just, I don't know a lot of setup stuff. So, you know, if we do something to the right front, you know, what does that affect? Or if we need to take some sweeps out of the shock, what does that do? Or, you know, if we need to, you know, make adjustments to toe or if we have too much toe in or too much toe out, what does that do? You know, that kind of stuff is the stuff that I'm still learning about, you know, um, that's, uh, you know, if we change a spring or we change the spring rate on the right rear, or the left rear, what does that do? You know, and, and that's the stuff that I don't really understand a lot. And so if I, I felt like if I did know that better, we would be, uh, you know, we'd be a, a pretty, uh, a pretty good force to reckon with up there. Interesting. Yeah. Sounds like I need to ship you all my college textbooks about how to fix every component on a vehicle. <laughs> I, I guess, man. I guess if you want me to sleep more, I guess I could do that. Oh my God. Exactly. I'd, yeah, I'd probably those, get through a page and be out. Those be classes. Out the they're, they're, it was no, rough for us. Trust me. It's not, that's not what we wanted to be doing either. <laughs> right. That's funny. Yeah. Up there. Go that's, ahead. Def Sorry. that's definitely our biggest failure at least is I, I just wish I knew more about, you know, the race cars and stuff like that. So, but we're learning and, you know, I have the passion to still learn it. So, you know, the night is still young. So hopefully, that's it. hopefully we'll get right. it. Yeah. That's the best attitude to have.
Brent's yeah. our setup guy. Brent's our technical guy. When uh, yeah. when we get in over our heads, it's Brent. I don't know what I'm doing. You need to come over here and, and help me. Oh, uh, so he he's probably like, awesome. man, you're an idiot. Curtis, <laughs> <laughs> he's the nicest guy, and he'll never say it, even though he's thinking right. it. He'll never say it. Right. So. He's just sitting back there taking notes, kind of like a shrink, like hmm, this guy yeah. over here. <laughs> a little bit of that. A little bit of that. I might do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Brent's that are, yeah, Brent's definitely got like we've. We've all, the three of us, you know, have gone through essentially the same level of education in the automotive world. And for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, Brent has come out on the other side with like this, this like, almost like, like, like like guru type, like, I'll call it guru, you know, like some sort of guru, like type knowledge. Like he just, I don't know. You don't know where it comes from. I mean, it's not all like like you know, fairy tales and rainbows because like I have a hard time remembering my mom's birthday, but <laughs> I you know I could tell I well, you know I, I remember random facts you know uh, yeah. especially when it comes to to a lot of older Mazda products because I spent you know a couple <laughs> years taking a, a turbocharged uh, Mazda Miata to various road courses in, in the Northeast and I you talk about making setup changes I was I was knee deep down every internet rabbit hole I could find on chassis tuning on that car right. and I remember way more about that car than I really should should. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah. it's nothing so, like buying a car at night in the rain, Brent. So, you know, we, we, uh, Matt and I bought that car at night in the rain. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> he's like, This is yeah, still wrong. We, we All right. Buying it, we're buying it. I, I passed out underneath that car the same night we, we put a turbocharger on it because Travis was mixing the uh, uh, Jack and Cokes. But, yeah. uh, at least yeah, he waited just... until I drilled the half. In. <laughs> you I was just going to say, how, how, how many drinks did you have in you when you did that? And you just answered well, it. Well, that's the thing is, is, is he was, anytime I was, anytime I was underneath the car, he was over there filling my cup up. So I'm like, like, oh, I only had like, I only had like two. And I'm like, man, I'm like really, I'm like really tired. I'm like, asleep. He's like, oh yeah. We're like, we're like, how's that oil like going? Yep. He's, he's, he's snoozing, disease are coming out. You know? was, oh my so God. I was just, just resting my eyes. Just resting yeah, my right. Eyes. I was just, I was just in deep thought of what we were going to do to change that's this. Right. That's right. Yep. Oh my God. That's it's so fun. funny. Too much fun. So, what do you think your grandmaster plan is at this point? Where do you where do you want to go with, with with racing or or the charity work or you know that that bond that that you're you know that you're proud of and you've created and around this racing program? You know that I, I feel like the sky's the limit for us. Uh, I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, I hope it goes further. Um, I've had the opportunity. Um, or I've had, I've been asked to race in the ARCA series, um, which was really exciting. I, I wasn't able to do it though because of the uh, financial side of it. Um, but just the, to have the opportunity or to be noticed that, you know, have been asked was, it was huge for us. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I'd love to, after the truck series, get into the super late model series. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun to go race with those guys. That way you can travel, you can go traveling and, and you know, stuff like that. Um, I'd love to dip my feet in the ARCA series and God, maybe even one day get into the Gander trucks or the camping world trucks, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah that, uh, wow. That ARCA is something to watch recently with um, just the airtime and all that. And with Ty Gibbs winning everything under the sun and uh, yeah. 
it's been something. They're, they're here this weekend in Michigan, and uh, ten dollar tickets, man. We might go tomorrow. So right, right. <laughs> ten bucks to watch those boys beat up a big oval. So yeah, I know, right? That's that's cool. That that's really cool. I, it and it's to me, you know, and you can you can, you can relate all of this to anything in life. It seems like and and you know the taking taking the time to take the individual steps before you jump too high, you know sounds like the pathway you're on so yeah wish nothing but the best for you that's cool yeah no we appreciate that so well, nascar boys. wise who's your favorite driver oh my favorite driver is martin Truex jr baby oh man a man right here there's a lot, a of, right there's a lot of love brent, what you missed tonight brent, uh, brent wanted me to say joey logano i'm taking it Woo! no no, no, no i'm the logano fan i'm the logano oh. fan all right. Well, Adams, okay. so Adams, one of three three card carrying Joe Logano fans. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll take it. I'll but, uh, take it. Just, just <laughs> <bring> it <on. laughs> I'm from I'm from the East Coast. I have I have thick skin, and I can dish it back when you want to go for it. <laughs> yeah. How's How's he doing this year? Yeah, you know, big, big dirt guy. Big dirt guy this year. Yeah, big, big big dirt, dirt racer, right? Big, big dirt, dirt guy. Big, big dirt guy. Well, I saw Matt. You told me that uh, yeah. uh, they swapped spotters. TJ's out. TJ's out, and uh, he moved over to the two car. Yeah. And uh, I forget yeah. who Keselowski boy is, but he's coming over. So making a change, bud. I know. Yeah. A change, but uh, yeah, good pick with Truex, man. I liked you. Day one you came on, you had the Truex shirt on. I'm like, it's my man right here. Right Heck yeah. Yep, yep. I'm a Truex man. Especially out of Colorado, man. So I heard they uh they have some of the racing cars there at is it their world headquarters there? Their big display house there in Denver or so they still do, yeah. If you go to Furniture Road down right off of I twenty five and highway fifty eight, or not highway fifty eight, but exit fifty eight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They have one of their showrooms down there, and they they still have some of their old uh, furniture row cars, and it's still down there with on display. It's it's so cool just to have it in Denver. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was out there for work, and I was kicking myself to not even think to look it up, right? But uh, next time out there, we're going. I'm going. Yeah, 100%, it's, so. it's pretty cool. I mean, he's got. Um, he has a one of the old furniture row. Uh, I think Kurt Kurt Bush drove for them once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who is the other one? The name's on the top. Uh, of my head. Reagan, Reagan. Yeah, David Reagan, and who, yep. who's it? Kenny Wallace? No. Mm, who else was there? Who was it? Dave Reagan. There was. Some, there is somebody else. <laughs> so I actually know uh, the very first Furniture Row driver. His name is Jerry Robertson. He came on. He was the very first one because Barney Visser, which is the owner of Furniture Row, actually yep. raced Grand American Modifieds at Colorado National Speedway. Oh, okay. There you go. <clears throat> and so Jerry Robertson uh, was the very first cup driver for Barney Visser. And now Jerry's son races up at Colorado National Speedway as well. Oh, and what a community you had out there. You know? Yeah. Full circle. Full yep. circle. So Jerry Robertson, he helps us quite a bit. I mean, our truck was at his shop. He helped us hang the body, but uh, it, it's you know it's cool to have his help. You know, being a, he was a cup driver back when the Bush tours. That's oh, that's right. amazing. You yeah, that tribal awesome. knowledge getting passed down, right? That's yep, yep. Well, that little stuff you know they don't they don't talk about and put you know out there in the public. You know, getting yep, special yep. tricks, buddy. That's what we're looking for. Yep. So yep. Has there been it. anybody else from the Colorado area that's kind of gone on um, to a national series? Um, you know, I race against a guy, his name's Cody Vanderwall. I race against him in the truck series. 
Um, he ran the Xfinity series last year, but he's, I don't think he's doing that anymore this year. And he came back. Um, and then Chris Eggleston, he ran or he races in the legends and the super lame auto division out here in Colorado national. And he has raced in the Xfinity and he's also raced in the truck series, uh, the camping world truck series. I don't know how many, quite a few years ago, 10 years ago or so, but I mean, they made it, up. um, you know, so there, there have been some big names that have come up through Colorado. Awesome. Just to hear um, you have a, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, what Rick Corelli? He he was he raced at Colorado National Speedway, and I think he was the he's a spotter for one of the Gibbs teams or somebody. I don't know what team it is, but um, Rick Corelli. If you if you Google you Google it, you'll you'll see it. Yeah, I'll that up. I was gonna say, have a community like yours where you run sixteen trucks consistently, right? That's just yeah. says it all right there, right? You have the backing, right. you have the the drive, and Colorado of all places, buddy. You know, I know. Yeah, the, the, the mountain high. Mountain, that's it. You well, get it sounds like, boys, it gotta, sounds like we're going to have to get in the camper and uh, make a trip off to the Furniture Road display. Oh, I'm sorry. Right? I'll, I'll go tomorrow. To, Where do you guys want to leave? Come on, see Curtis. I got to finish that LED lights trip on the camper. I'm almost done with that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that yeah. sounds like it. Good Just time. make sure he's got his his as Jack and Coke. That's right, Brittany yeah. Jack. He's unsupervised at the moment, so we. Gotta I, go I'd wait. Pop. I'd All wait right. until the lights are after. Or I'd wait till after they're hung up. Right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. That'd be no good. fires in the camper, especially because right? requires standing on a ladder too. Uh, <laughs> oh well, you know it wouldn't hurt if you fell then. You'd be all right. You bounce yeah. right back up, buddy. You'd be fine. Yep. <laughs> good. Good. Oh, that's good stuff. Good. So you guys are getting ready for this weekend, then you're you're going out Saturday, right? Yep, yep. We have some last-minute things to do. I'm trying to battle this cold I got the last couple of days, and uh, I got some of my guys or one of my guys here tonight. But just trying to get the truck ready, do some last-minute things, just uh, try and get ready. You know, I, I feel like the races are one inside the shop, so every week we're out here, you know, trying to get things ready. That's it. Well, I don't, I don't want. We don't want to be the reason why you don't dedicate the time you need to. So. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. Yeah, thanks for, uh, man, it's been, it's been an hour. So thank you very much, Curtis. We appreciate your yeah. time and uh, telling your story and getting your message out there for our listening audience. We, uh, we certainly sure. appreciate it. So, Sure. Just out of curiosity, how'd you guys find us? So, so yeah. So, I mean, this is something we started to do like, oh gosh, when was it guys? Back in March, kind of beginning mm. of the NASCAR season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, recently, you know, it's, kind of grown a little bit outside you know numbers wise outside of what we think are people that we know uh -huh. um so we kind of expanded on the social media side and when we made our instagram page you i don't know you either liked something or you followed us in some way and i'm like interesting like at the time it was like you and or or ch9 racing and like some other kind of robot or what appeared to be a robot on Instagram. So right. I'm like, man, who's this guy? So I'm like looking through your stuff and I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, he's, he's, it looked like you had raced in various different series. And I'm like, you know, or we were talking about it, you know, the three of us and we're like, you know, wouldn't it be cool to talk, try to talk to somebody about their experience in racing yeah. at the local level? We obviously don't know anybody in NASCAR world, but we enjoy local racing. You know, I enjoy the dirt track stuff here. It's, it is a, small community and people are passionate about it and you know i'm like man let's i'm just gonna reach out to him forget it yeah, let's just see I'm what happens did, yeah. and, and dude you did and i appreciate that that's so cool uh and i think it's like 
I think I was telling my wife, I'm like, you know, sometimes I feel like I might be nervous about something, but you just got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> What's I mean, what's there to be nervous about, you know, in this yeah, day and right. age? We're all car guys, right? So what can go yeah. wrong? So yeah. yeah, we I think we all speak the same language. So that's cool. Right. That's awesome. cool. So thank you. Thank you for answering the yeah. message. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're welcome. No, I'm glad that I was able to help you guys out and, you know, definitely, uh, you know, stay, you know, stay in touch and, uh, you know, you know, follow us. We'll be out there. We try and post on our social media this, you know, over the weekends and race nights and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll promote you, buddy. So where are you, yeah. Where are you guys at? You're on Instagram. Uh, Yep, you can follow us on Instagram at CH9 Racing. Facebook, we have CH9 Racing. Twitter is Curtis or at Curtis CH9 Racing. Uh, CH9Racing.com, uh, YouTube, CH9 Racing. So anything CH9 Racing, you'll see us. Love it. Cool, man. Love yeah. it. Yeah, right. we'll, link, we'll link them up. We'll share them out and uh, we'll get cool. your message out there, bud. We appreciate it. Sweet. Yeah, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again sometime, Curtis. Thank you cool. so much. Good, buddy. Good luck Thanks, this guys. week, right? Thank you. Thank you. See you. Good luck. Dude, Curtis is a real man. Thank you so much, Curtis, for jumping on and talking to three people who you don't know yeah. when you're trying to prep for a race. That's so cool. What so a guy. cool. Thank you. What a, what a down-to-earth guy. <laughs> Very man. cool. Wow. It's We're definitely going to have to uh, head on up to Denver, Colorado. What do you say, boys? Dude, 16 trucks, they're running within a tenth of each other? Like, holy shit. I love it. That's, that's, I got to stand up. I got to look at this track. It's probably, uh, you know, it's probably, you know, Third mile, maybe. I don't know. I would Anybody say. Got specs on the, uh, Denver, Denver Speedway. Yeah. What was that, Colorado? We'll have to, uh, Colorado. We'll have to uh, see if, if uh, you know, as the season goes on here and look at the schedule and kind of see when, when it's all winding down and see if we can get a get a, a, a update on this on the season ending or get them back on for a couple of minutes and see how things went. Yeah. 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 Seems that like a, be, that's a, that's that a real dude, man. Cool. You don't meet people like that, and especially with the uh, the stuff he does for the kids, that just says a lot about a person and their character. So, it sure does. Absolutely. Real dude, does. real dude, man. Well, so I'm hoping for the listeners that you got a chance to. Um, that's one person. The hope is that we can have, you know, learn more about anybody who races cars and share that story of what they go through. You heard, you know, the success stories, the struggles, the what what you know, what Curtis has, has gone through to continue to fuel that passion and and bring a group of people together, like you talked about, right, for, you know, to, to try to do something awesome. And, you know, sounds like it's not, which is awesome, so cool. It's not about the wins. It's not about, you know, the tangible things that you can get from racing, but about the brotherhood and the family and the camaraderie around it all, which, yeah, you know, the three of us, we know that. That's that's normal. <laughs> no, it sure is, and, and just just how how just you know, like you said, Adam, how he's got now he's got a community that helps him, right? People stepping up to help him, which is awesome, right? That's I love people over here start putting wrenches to this thing, get this thing done, you know. But I Let's love it. If, I think I saw on his website too. Curtis has got merch, so uh, oh, we got to we got to pick some up. Ch nine racing We'll we'll uh, see if we can get get things going on there for you. <laughs> yeah, let's pick that up, man. I love it. Absolutely. That's something you got to rep, right? And everybody's like, where's this from? Like, dude, this dude out of Colorado, big time, you know? So, Indy, the weekend, this was the first double header they did between IndyCar and uh, the NASCAR series. So, in this case, um, 
Indy ran, and they put on. I watched that race. They put on a super exciting race. And uh, for the listening audience that may not be aware, that track is now owned by Roger Penske. And uh, and at the end, his one of his cars ended up winning the race. Who would have known? You know, so Will Power. Will Power took the win. Um, it was a re- it was pretty entertaining race. Yeah. Um, I think a course like that is definitely destined to be more entertaining from a IndyCar perspective, mm. uh, just because of the car's capabilities. One of the things I noted, I mean, it was really good racing, but but right off the rip, um, they get to turn five six, uh, the switch back or the quick quick left right on the back stretch. Are we talking the jump? We're talking the jump. That's okay. what I'm getting at. Yep. Uh, and I don't <laughs> remember the car. I don't remember the car, but as he came through that corner, and this this should have been the warning shot right here. This should have been the statement that this is how this thing <laughs> shot over the up. bow. Eh? Yeah, this this was it. I saw this happen. I don't know who it was, but it was kind of Jimmy Johnson and him side by side. You know, three quarters of the way to the back of the pack where Jimmy usually is in an Indy car, and. <laughs> This this car, this other guy, kind of gets pushed to the outside of turn five, which then immediately would put you right into the inside of turn six. But he was too far, and nobody was giving an inch, right? Jimmy wasn't going to let him in at that point in time. And this guy, right up over the curbing, over the sausage, as Brent likes to call it, and he, he all four landed it in front of Johnson and just... Like no hesitation, just That's kept, kept it kept it rolling, and everyone was like, "What?" <laughs> These cars are supposed Surprise to explode, the right? On. They're yeah. supposed to explode. It's funny. It was like that. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah, it's it's one thing to have gravity bringing you back down to earth. It's another thing to have wings pushing you back down to earth. <laughs> yep. Down yep. force. Did they end up? Penal- I don't even wild. know if they penalized them or not for. Uh, cutting the corner but i guess if you're airborne it's kind of a, a push right that's kind of a neutral trade-off well and we'll talk about this here in a couple of minutes but like you think that like you know i don't know about indycar and its sanctioning body and how you know they make those determinations in comparison to nascar i imagine it's a little bit different because it's probably not well i shouldn't say that it's probably political too but uh, <laughs> the like uh, in that situation, the car that went all four off isn't supposed to be able to continue on, That's, like, yeah. right? So, like, even though it did, like, it's almost like, a, to me, it's like a pat on the back. Like, good job. You don't need a penalty. You well, know, and, if anything, maybe, maybe they, yeah, if anything, I would say it would, it would be in the judges or in the, in the sanctioning body's best interest to maybe have that car since he kind of landed and took off and like Johnson reacted to that. Cause he was like, Holy shit, there's a car coming like over top of me in a sense, not over top, but like in a sense, right. He did advance by technically cutting the corner. So you would think like at very least, you know, okay, you know, ease up for a second, let him go around. You know well, what I mean? <laughs> and try it again. Cause you're not going to be, you're not doing that again. That car is going to explode. I don't know how it did it the first time around. But yep. it's not going to be able to happen again. So, yep. so yeah, oh, Willpower took the win. And then immediately followed up by the Xfinity boys. Uh, and it was very early on in that race, too, where Harrison Burton took, took flight. And at this point, it's a full-fledged <laughs> air show. 
<laughs> well, that and they had that. Uh, they had that turtle shell on the on the um, the outer corner. Oh yeah. And yep. they come in there, dude. It was like it was like stadium trucks. They're like, wow, 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 flowing yeah. off left. Yeah, that, that, that I mean, the sausage on the inside makes makes sense. Even though, I mean, I, I'm just going to come out and say this: no self-respecting road course should have curbs that are made of anything other than poured concrete. I mean, but. That's that's a different conversation we don't need to get into. But the the yeah. turtle on the outside that 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 just like they wanted to put it there for fun. <laughs> I don't, yep. dude. It wrecked. It was only one of them, dude. There was one orange thing that destroyed destroyed cars. So yeah, it was. You could the camera angle all the way down. Um, yeah, looking down the, looking at uh, the cars were coming at you from that angle, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was looking down, looking down from that turn seven. It was, it was like you could just see it, like you said, stadium. It was just chaos erupting. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then parts, it was just yeah. parts all over the place. And and oh man, like that had to be the oh shit. <laughs> you keep turning off your video. You're getting excited. You talking with your hands? Anyway, but um, yeah, I don't know, Brent. I've never seen one of those turtle shell things. Like just by itself. Yeah, I don't, I don't get the the point of uh, that particular installment. One of that, one of that, a speed bump, I guess, just for fun. Well, I think so it they, was there for the indie race too, right? It but, was there for the indie race, but those cars, those cars could. I mean, in Xfinity, and this happened in NASCAR too, or in Cup too. They wanted to go flat out in that section, and because they could, but. The yep. track got super narrow because of the quick, the quick left, right, five and six turn. Yep. And so to, in order to go flat out, they needed to use the, you know, paved portion beyond the white line. Right. And yep. you would think on, that exit, like, okay, on corner exit. Yeah. Right. You would think that like, OK, yeah, on corner exit of six going down to seven. And you'd think that like, OK, that would like the grass would like it would police itself in a sense. Well, (laughs) when push comes to shove, especially towards the end of the race, when you're paid to put your car in victory lane, uh, nobody gives. (laughs) Yep. I love, I love the discussion that, um, because NASCAR really doesn't have a penalty for leaving the racing surface unless it's through the grass. Like all that's in play. You can do whatever you want. There's no like double, yeah. there's no double yellow line. Like there is a Daytona and Talladega, right? doesn't exist. Right. So yeah. unless so, you're a uh, chase Bristone going through cut cord one, just going right through the grass, you know, before we, before we get the cup though. So, excited. so yeah. Mr. Sindrick complete, completes the win in the Xfinity car. Um, and the overtaking Briscoe who won that race last year. So Brent's boy. What does he drive for? What does he drive for? Oh, oh, he does. Oh, just making sure. At this point, they're two for two. Two for two on the win. So this is an all-around great day for Team Penske at this point. They've got they own the track, they own the series, they own the winning drivers. (laughs) They own all the beers that were sold. That's it. uh, Everything's great until Sunday rolls around. Cash flow. (laughs) So Sunday rolls around and um Starts off well. I mean, that was Keselowski was on the pole, yeah. right? Keselowski's on the pole. Um, I think Logano started top ten. I don't know about Blaney. Blaney was um, up there too. Was he? Yep. Yep. 
But the, the that race, it was, like, it was the totality was really good from really from the start. It honestly um, exceeded. I would I would venture to guess the casual NASCAR fan that is upset about not racing the oval at Indy for some reason. This race was pretty good, and it had still had the the Indy nostalgia. And uh, yeah, like it was it was fantastic right off the bat. And the same problems came into play in turn five and six. As the day went on. First problem number one. Problem number one. There's debris. Debris in the in the S's, we'll call it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, okay, there's a little piece sticking. The camera's showing it from behind, <laughs> from the front. There's a little piece sticking out, right? I'm like, okay, they'll pick that up. All of a sudden there's a pry bar and they pull the whole belly pad, the whole rad yeah. pad underneath from underneath the curve. My favorite part was they weren't sure whose car it came from. Like, well, <laughs> someone's got no front end down for us anymore. It's right here. We found I it. Think, I think that was Austin Dillon's car, if I remember, because there was a somehow a fan got a hold of it and it was the fans take a, it's on the internet somewhere, I forget. I'm pretty sure it was Austin Dillon's though, but he was just like he had he it. Got it. Was it. His. It's his. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, finders keepers. So it looked like the construction of these curves were metal, and they looked like they had lag bolts holding them in to yeah. the surface, right? Yeah. So they get out, they get out there at the pry bars and start reefing on the thing, right? Yeah. Just start, yeah, just start getting out. out. So, and then at some point they made a repair after that, right? They stopped the race. It was, Stage two, uh, stage break. Um, okay. They uh, they said they they said they welded on this thing during the stage break. They did it so, so quickly they didn't even. They, they, the announcers were like, "Yeah, they did a real quick job. It was great. We didn't even we didn't even show it." And, and then we got ten laps to the end and everything. So, so it got it got chaotic. Yeah, it definitely it was push come to shove. There was whatever. Let's just from fifteen laps into the end, things started to get real tight. Larson was kicking ass like yeah. Larson does right and uh and some I think there was I think it was chaos in that turn that brought the caution out uh yeah yeah because yeah, okay, yeah so I'm, trying, I'm just trying to think back here it was Truex so, Truex went through there yeah Truex went through there um and I think in if is that the instance where Truex lifted and Bell Ran him over. Yep. He uh, he oh, saw yeah. there was debris everywhere. So it I was. think the truck's lifted on the debris. I believe he saw the whatever debris. was going on. Yeah. And, and somebody and oiled the track. It, it's the whole track, not just the yes. lifting. <laughs> During all this, and then that's when we saw the sweet S10 come out. But oh, clean, clean. Well, hold on, hold on. There was so. Are we jumping ahead? Um, yeah, I think we. So in that instance, there were multiple cars that got a little overzealous in turn five and six with that oiling situation. I think a couple people, one of them was Michael McDowell got, yeah. got the, well, the right sides, he got the right sides up and the left side stayed on the ground, which was probably good. Um, oh man. And, and that's, yeah, that's, that's when we had the long, that's a red, that was the first red flag. No. Did they red flag it twice? Did yeah. they? Okay. Cause I was, yeah. uh, Okay. Yep, that was red flagged it twice. The second, the second instance. So after they got everything cleaned up, um, I think yeah, they were red flag. Chastain's sitting there under red flag, and there's smoke bellowing out from under his car. And 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 it's obvious that something is wrong. And they're just like, what? I don't like see when, it, when when it, when it went green or when it they came back, 
nothing. Nothing. They're just like, all right, we're just going to run it, right? Like, NASCAR, this is all after that. NASCAR said they didn't think that, they saw it, but they didn't think that it was getting worse. But it was pretty damn obvious that it was getting worse. <laughs> Get that black flag out, you know? Yep. And I'm pretty sure at that point he was laying down some fluids. And uh, they went through, like, five or six caution laps under yellow before getting this thing to go green. And about, like, right before they get back to the restart, um, they called Chastain in. To, I'm like, what the? you got to be kidding Dude. me. Like, they're like, screwing them. They're screwing them. Melon Man. screwed them five or six laps. Like, uh, come on. Melon Man's getting screwed. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so they deal with that crap, and they finally get going again. And I think, is it the first, is it the first lap back? Oh, like, it sure was. Go? First lap back. Oh, man. <laughs> Chaos. Well, some cars got spoiled. A lot of couple cars got through. Couple cars got through, but then and then, then they wanted that, to kick that thing up. Someone kicked that thing up, yeah. And I think Byron was first to to yep. go way wide yep. at that point. Yeah. And then the camera couldn't move back fast enough to the rest of the chaos. Logano went into the into the tire wall just before he would have got the Byron. Then uh, really hard through a line. That's where he went. So. Yep. 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 And. and I think my response was that was like, oh damn, that was a hard hit. That like, was a lick. That was that a good was a lick. It's a good thing those tires were there. Um, yeah, he, he wrote these guys. Are, these guys do ovals. They're not used to appreciating or how much they they should appreciate tire walls. They're really really yep. nice to have. Yep. <laughs> They're used to hitting concrete. Safer, sorry, safer. safer, safer. It was just steel and foam, but you know. Yeah. But <laughs> dude, that was there was cars everywhere. Cars were everywhere. Cars went. They avoided, like, in that situation, I think it was also LaJoy got pushed to the inside, just like that IndyCar driver did. And he went all four over the sausage and bang. Through broke the track. The, in the aftermath, we found out that the track bar mount broke. Track bar. <laughs> or, or as he called it, his landing gear. Oh, <laughs> landing gear. oh. oh whole, bump, whole new term of bump stuff. Yep. I can't even. That was. I've never seen chaos like that. That was. Bubba, Bubba, same thing happened to Bubba. He went. He went around it. He's like, I forget that. I ain't. Bubba I ain't just. Dealing with it. Well, yeah. it. He to got the, to the that, that was the right move for him to make. Yeah, he yeah. Got, it was the right got, move to not tear up the race car. Yeah. yeah. So Adam, yeah. Um, you were talking that the Penske, uh, Penske hired the the greens the, the golf course greenskeeper. That's the what they said on the broadcast. Allegedly, Roger was. Like, there's a golf course there. Like, a portion of it's on the infield, and the rest of it's on the outside of the track. And that's what they were saying on the broadcast, was that Roger appreciated the groundskeeper, uh, head groundskeeper from the golf course, and hired him for the whole facility. And it was looking mint. The reason I'm saying it, no one tore up their splitters on the grass. Every oh, time they went through the grass, hey, just yeah. had that thing dialed in. That grass is high and tight. <laughs> <laughs> But supple. <laughs> supple. Supple. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Let's Denny Hamlin in first place or in first position. Um, Chase Briscoe on the outside of him in second. And third would have been AJ Allmendinger. 
The dinger. The ringer dinger. And then fourth, who was to the side? Who was behind Briscoe in line? Do you remember? Uh, Austin. It wasn't Dylan. Was it Blaney? Could have been Blaney. Anyway, so we we get through all the crap. I mean, this, but it's from the first red flag to now, it's been like what, Greg, 45 minutes? We were like, well, I, uh, it, the, the freaking broadcast cut out and I couldn't find it. I'm over here with the. With the old school, um, I shouldn't say old school. I got the got the uh, the the antenna. you know the local TV antenna. Yeah, you know, buddy. I and I can't it. like can't like put my phone too close to the TV or it gets upset. You know, <laughs> it's high quality. It just cut out, and I'm like, it's gone. So I didn't even see the last couple laps. But yeah, it was it was you know I'm walking out. I'm like I'm just, I'm gonna turn this off. They're never gonna finish this race. It's at least 45 minutes as they're trying to fix the mayhem. And, and I was watching it. I didn't watch it live because we were out in the boat. And uh, I put it on right to watch the replay. And I fast forwarded for way longer than I thought I needed to fast forward for <laughs> to get through the red. Oh I'm my like, gosh. oh my god. Because I'm like it's like it's like four to go right and on the bar and the TV. There was like a quarter left. I'm like. Oh, they must have ran off, and I'm fast forward and fast forward and fast forward. I'm like, oh my god, what happened? Was, so yeah, so before bad. they went green, they take they take the curb out. At this point, the thing is mangled. The uh, the kidney right. bean is gone. Rip the kidney <laughs> bean out. They hook it to a truck and did drag you, it did, out. Did you guys hear the crowd applaud? <laughs> I was gonna say curving yeah. They're like, yeah, that curb that belongs <laughs> to be in the museum with Pop with Juan Pablo's jet dryer. And uh, the yeah. curve. And did you see though? Did you see the the? So the there was a guy out there working with the safety team and the crews who was wearing a, a suit pants, nice shoes, and yes, a, and a, yes, yeah. So that guy, I don't know what his official title is, but essentially he's in charge of the track, right? He's the yeah. track guy, big guy. He's the, he, he's the he's the prez or whoever whoever's have to look yeah. up his name. He's, director right they, they they mentioned his name on the on the broadcast like oh he's got a broom you know saved his job <laughs> he'll be employed roger, for a roger, while with rolling up roger likes like to see that. motion yes he yeah. likes to see people doing things there's a there's a there's a phrase uh in the penske world and it's called effort equals results oh look at so. that that guy put the effort down, and they got results. <laughs> and and you know what? They got him on TV. So even if he yeah, didn't do anything gone. after that, he's mad. He's, <laughs> he's mad. Good. So yeah, they get back. They get everything straightened out. They cart the. They drag the curb off with a some piece of farm equipment. And uh, <laughs> they, you know, it almost then caught in, fire. Yeah. It was smoking yeah. as they're dragging it off. <laughs> it was, and they're brooming it. They're doing everything. So they leave the. Um, perpendicular uh, piece, right? That basically the is like a yeah. As Brent has, what do you call it, Brent? Sausage. Just the, the sausage. The sausage. <laughs> is it spicy or is it is it mild or what's the sausage and peppers? Uh, it's, oh, it's 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 a, it's a bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! God. Oh, getting real fancy, but uh. So they and and I think somebody oiled the track again all the way around. Correct. Well, so they <laughs> just bring, the, bring the bring the S10 out, bring the S10 out, the real mint one. You laid know. down the speedy dry, and then there was a real mint S10 that had a yeah had a real good resemblance to Brent's old rig, but yep. you know which was a clean rig, but this one was 
I mean, this, this one was nice. This, this one was, was nice. like my, mine had a very years. large repair in the cab corner when I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> it was already pre pre rusty. Yeah, crusty, rusty, rusty, crusty. So we're about they get everything cleaned up, right? Ooh, we're ready God, to go. Four, four, four three. to go, four to Overtime. go. Beers are flowing, fans are eating up. People in that corner when the wrecks were happening, like kids were like this and like doing their, you know, hands. The best seat in the house. They were oh sitting my. on the corner of the golf course there behind the fence, just loving like, life. Like, this would be a fun corner. Not Little did they know the best show, right? Yeah. So we go to drop the flag, right? We get everybody bunched up. Um, at this point, is Melon Man still on fire? No. he's Did he get black flagged at that, or is he still running? I think he got back yeah. out. Um, but, yeah, he had to he had to come in to get evaluated, I think. <laughs> Um, Got to fill, fill it up with fluids again. Yeah, pretty much fill it up with fluids again. Um, wow, where did he finish? Ross Chastain finishing 29th. Not good. It says he was running. He was running. Oh, it was. It was. <laughs> it was running. Tell us that. Um, well, well, the smoke stops because there's no fluid left. Yep. Oh my God! So yeah, you want to? Okay, so who wants to? We'll run through the breakdown then. So we get this thing cranked up, and they go like 18 wide going into one. Yep. There were cars everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, and at this point, I guess no. Um, Larson got shuffled out, right, going into one. Yep. Yep. He he got pushed wide, and he had he slowed down, right, and at that point. Either he got did he get pushed into Briscoe or how did Briscoe get off track? So Danny that happened at the that Briscoe happened at the start. Track. Yeah, at the at the onset, I think the incident where you talk about Larson got shuffled to the back. Yeah, I think that yeah. was on the restart before. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, I'm mixing yeah, them up. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but on the last restart, so essentially, I think what we're talking about is the last restart, right? Mm-hmm. So Hamlin, uh. That's he's right. on the inside. Hamlin's on the inside, and he he hugs the corner. Dinger's behind him, and Briscoe's to the outside of Denny going into turn one. And Denny uses all of the pavement on the exit of one, which essentially pushes, you know, because he's because Briscoe's run out of real estate at this point. He's Briscoe's in the grass. Well, so Briscoe. You know, just Sends cuts the, he, he cuts the corner. No offense or buts about it, right? Cuts the beautiful, corner. Beautiful grass, no spoiler tore up. He just oh. sent it through the sent it through the stuff. He sent it through. Everything was fine, and he got to that position before Hamlin made it around two. Yep. Right? He was out on the surface before, but then he he let up. Clearly, at that point, we got we got a <laughs> guest visitor there. Yep. <laughs> uh and and hamlin goes in front of him and then briscoe's in second and they continue on down to the sausage in five and six and um okay those guys got through okay i believe Mm -hmm. and it it got hot i think into seven and then eight nine ten is where briscoe crossed over the back, I believe, of Denny ever so slightly. 
Well, so this is this is the story. This is the story. So apparently, allegedly, NASCAR said, "Okay, Briscoe, cut the corner." So we're you're gonna have to do a stop and go in in corner ten. Yep. Briscoe's reply: Where's corner ten? They, they work they work on it through that, right? Somehow, after the fact, you know, there's there's mixed opinions online whether he actually got the message, if he ignored the message, if the crew told him anything. But after he got told to to do his stop and go in ten, he punched Denny. He moved him, right? Yeah. He yeah. moved him. He moved Denny Hamlin, and um, yeah, and then he um, then how did Dinger get around then? How did that play out? I'm trying so, to remember. Chase took the lead on the move, right? Technically, like on you know he's racing at this point still, um, and so Denny spins off. Denny's out of the picture. Dinger's right there, and Blaney, uh, you know, single file at that point. Um, and I think it was in turn twelve, um, which would have been coming off the corner section of the oval, back on to the infield. Um, before you hit 13, where you would go into the pits, and then 14 brings you back to the straight. Um, in 12, he took, he blew the corner and went into the runoff section, paved runoff section, and that's when he was, uh, when his crew was communicating him that that you're you're done. Yep, that's it. That's <laughs> it. There, there was one lap to go. There was it. one lap to go at that point. Yeah, there was one lap to go, and. And Dinger, you know, Dinger did what Dinger does, and he drove it to a win. <laughs> oh, man. Pumped for that team, yeah. though, man. They were, they were pumped. He was pumped, and uh, they got so their this, first the, win. Yeah, yeah, they got their first win. We'll, we'll, we'll get in that because it's such an awesome story, too. But I, I've, I feel like I've watched so many videos of this uh, at this point and listened to so many different opinions. Uh, about that lap, right, where Brisk start starting with Briscoe cutting the corner, and you know, the explanation as it goes, starting from 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 Briscoe's side, he says Denny pushed him off in turn one, which I don't really remember seeing any contact. I don't think they physically touched. He could have ran him out of room, but yeah, yeah. he he ran out of real estate, no doubt. Like he used that to his advantage. Or Denny did. Briscoe cutting the corner is 100% a penalty, whether Denny pushes him off the track or not. Doesn't matter. It's Correct. not a penalty if he rejoins, right? But if he rejoins, one, he's going to get door damage. It's going to the situation that happened to Larson on the previous restart is going to happen. He's going to lose four or five positions to get back in, and mm-hmm. he's going to have a shitload of right side car damage more than likely, yep. and maybe he doesn't even make it to the start finish line and back around to finish the race. So he decides to cut the corner and he continues to race at that point. And like you said, they get over to, it sounds like they get over to like turn, you know, between six and seven, the long straight and there's radio communication amongst the team. And allegedly, there's a voice on there that says, copy, where's turn 10 in the radio yes. communication. Yes. Risco says that's not him. Wasn't him. That's wasn't what he him. says. That so wasn't me. So, so whoever that was was asking where turn 10 is. You got to think about that. They were approaching seven. 
if that was Briscoe, okay, they're approaching seven. Briscoe thinks he's still racing, right? He just he did what he did, and you know, seven goes eight, nine. It's it's all right there. So even if that was Briscoe, there's such minimal time between all those corners to think about. Okay, where do I got to pull off if I'm actually going to serve this penalty? If that's yep. true, he spins Hamlin. That was clear as day. It was light. It was very light. I'll give him that. But he he spun him. I mean. Briscoe, the hometown boy, he's all pumped up on piss and vinegar in front of his hometown pan, fans, and he's like, yep. he wants to win the race. There's, no, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I would do the same thing. For it. He went for it, and it didn't freaking work. Yeah. You know? But I. It's interesting yeah. if he did come back on the after one. Briscoe goes wide in the grass. Briscoe comes back and gives the spot back to Hamlin. I doubt they would have penalized him. Right. See, I thought he did. I, I like he didn't just take out a bat out of hell and he didn't lead him into third turn three as the leader. Then he did. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah hard. I, maybe it is. It's tough. And I don't want it to become F1 where we're, you know, having an inquiry about this and giving penalties out. I don't want to see that. Right. But it no. is what it is. Right. No. And, and De- so Denny says that the reason why he went wide on the exit of one and basically used up the real estate, right, didn't hold his line, I guess you could say, in a sense. He says he got hit by the 16, which is mm, I, Which I could also believe, you know. I could believe that. So I'm thinking about this with, at this point we've told the story, Dinger is the winner of the race at the end of the day. That's a hell of a move by him. But <laughs> That's true. If he did, I, I slowed the video down and the camera angle's so high that you... I, I don't have any inside... I haven't found any inside the car AJ Allmendinger footage, um, which, you know, maybe maybe the college racing team has buried that one in the in the basement. We're, we're gonna move on from this they, point. They burned on. they burned that they burned that thing the second it came out of the car. No, like you said, it's perfect. You give him a little tap, you get Hamlin and, and Briscoe to fight with each other, and then you ride off into the sunset. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I watched uh, uh, Dinger win at Mid Ohio, and the whole college racing is very local to that track. Yeah, and they had a whole freaking tent set up along the side of the front, uh, the front straight at Mid Ohio. You know, for all their uh, you know sponsors and whatnot, the VIPs and and man, I was sitting over in the S's and I could hear them. You know, quarter mile away, screaming. He won that. He won that race. So it's um, yeah. And, and colleagues running. I think we run full time cup next year. I, I thought I heard him yep. talking about that. Yeah, they get they sure two are. charters. They get two charters. Yep. I don't yeah, know where they, they get these off. charters from. They bought two charters and they set the market. They paid a shitload of money for them. Um, uh, but they've got commitment. They've got good people in that, and then they've got an owner who's willing to spend money. Um, yeah. And. You know, in Chris Rice, they've got good good guy running the show, basically on the on the racing program side. And Can't ask for more than that. Yeah, I I I don't expect them to lay down lightly. Um, you know, and I know they'd like I know they'd like Dinger to. I don't think he's committed to a full time Cup ride. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be part time. Um, so there's going to be somebody else in that car. 
uh, in the 16. And I think it's – is it Yaley? Is it J.J. Yaley in the, in the other cup car then? can't remember. But it sounds right, anyway, though. Yeah. yeah, so they were, they were pumped, man. I mean, they were loving. So Penske doesn't complete the sweep. Blaney ends up in second. So we're one spot away from just getting the brooms out at Indy. Oh my God! I would have. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really upset that didn't happen, Adam. I really am. Yeah. I'm distraught over it. And then Larson got third. Yeah, that's also a good day when he doesn't win. So. Yeah. Not that we don't like Kyle Larson, too, right? but it's just getting kind of old. Yeah. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting sick of this. So. Don't. I, I know you're getting sick of it, and I am getting sick of it too. But appreciate what the man's doing. Also. Oh my God. You can't, you know, it's just, you never think you'd see it again, right? And here we are staring at it. I I thought that after the race, I mean, so we had a pit road conversion of of Denny and Briscoe. A a little conversation. They had a conversation, and I I saw that pop up on the screen afterwards, and I'm like, oh, damn, Denny's going to knock him out. (laughs) That's what I thought. I'm like, dude, he's going to punch him. And... It wasn't. It it wasn't that. Like they had the camera there. You could you could. It was slight, but you could hear it. And Hamlin, you know, was pissed, right? And he sh- I he showed some poise in that moment. I feel like, and I was like, okay, like he's not gonna punch him. Briscoe, he believes what he believes. It doesn't matter if it was right or wrong. He believes what he believes, and he stuck up for himself. Also, I would say. And, uh, you know, whether he's right or wrong for whatever happened, I, I don't know if that's. It is what it is. Yeah, they have to sleep in the beds they made. So I lost my respect for Denny a couple days later or Monday or Tuesday because then he starts chirping on Twitter. Um, tough guy. Yeah, real tough guy. Posting a Fox Sports, um, you know, piece together video of radio communication overlapped of the in-car feed from Briscoe video feed and it's that's circumstantial evidence in my mind I mean the company that is producing the for entertainment race to share on the internet to get people stirred up the NASCAR driver is using that as hard evidence that Briscoe knew about it of course well, of course. First go chirped him back was like, dude, that's not me. That's not my voice, so <laughs> F off. <laughs> oh, Denny. Denny Hamlin. Oh my so, god. Denny's like, desperate. Like, what did I call him? Like desperate Denny? PJs. Desperate Denny. <laughs> yeah, that's the commercial. Every time I think of Denny Hamlin, I think of that PJ's commercial. I like your PJ. <laughs> uh, oh Lord, he's lord. So it was good. It was that race had if you liked good hard racing, it had that for most of the race. If you like drama, the entertainment that NASCAR provides, it had that. They just have to figure out, and this is solely on the track in my mind. In this case, is the curb issue. Yeah, and you, you got to put them there or don't put them there. Yeah. That's you we, can't do this temporary stuff. It just gets tore up. So this race went over three, almost three and a half hours. That's too long. It can't be like that. I mean, we were on pace to be a little bit longer than the Watkins Glen race the other week, um, and that was a good. That was a good time. That was that was perfect. It was like a little over two hours. Mm-hmm. So it's 
you know, it had everything, but if if you want to improve, in my mind, you got to figure out a way to get rid of that 40-plus minutes of red flag. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah I, was, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I'm like, you know, Waterford Hills in Michigan, tiny little road course. I think it's like one and a half miles, little hole in the wall, nonprofit. They've got beautiful concrete curbs. The <laughs> Belle Isle track they run for the Detroit Grand Prix. It's a it's a one time year. It's got beautiful concrete curbs. It's a public road. You go down there and you got these like nice nice you can you can hit the apex and your you know your fantasy dance. Who hasn't done it? And, yeah. uh, it's great. It's great. But yeah, so I I don't know uh, that turn five six, I, I, I assume that, that during, you know, when they're not using the road course, it just looks like it's a, a road in the infield. Um I don't see a reason why you couldn't have permanent curbing there. Um, I, don't I don't see a detriment to, to, to that, especially when you're going to do a chicane like that. Because, And, and I think they, um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was talking about it in the broadcast. Um, and it made me think of Waterford Hills. There is a chicane uh, at Waterford Hills coming off. You come off the back straight. You make a 90-degree turn, and then you go through a chicane like that, and you use those curbs to make the car rotate. Um, yeah. you, you can stuff the car through there, wide-open throttle, and in a rear-drive car, you don't get a whole lot of, of front-end grip at wide-open throttle because it, it's, it's once the weight's shifted back, and you can use those curbs, you hit them pretty, pretty hard, and, and uh, it... it it gets the car to, to rotate, and I, I actually wore through the front fender liners of the uh, of the Miata when I was tracking at Waterford Hills because hit the curbs hard enough, you'd blow through the bump stops on that thing with the tires I had on there, and I get a chirp out of both sides, and uh, there's golf ball sized holes at the tops of both fender liners from 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 doing that. Well, at least you, at least you didn't <laughs> drive down the highway and hit a bump, and all of a sudden, you know, there's just like. Both of them are gone out of the RSX. That happened to me. Both, both, both <laughs> oh, hit that guy good. They were just Amazing. gone. They yes. Were just gone. Yes. Yeah. So that cool. was a good race. I'm, I'm, I think we were on record of saying that this could be terrible. And we got to uh, stop we saying that. I think we got to uh, keep saying maybe, it. No, we, because because <laughs> it, it was it was great. Great yeah. uh, until you know fan, but but yeah. Bristol's going to be but, shitty, guys. It's going to be shit. Shit, race. shit show. One group racetrack, you know. Yep. Who wants one to watch race? Yeah. Fans are going to be pissed drunk. Won't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see. Nothing. Move along. All right. Big Michigan weekend, boys. Yeah, we gotta we gotta see what's going on. I don't know. I haven't committed to anything at this moment for the racetrack. Hey, you're not sure so. if you're going. You're not not sure. sure. It's in the game, air. Game day. Game day decision. It might be. Uh, let's see if we can get cheap tickets, but we'll see. That's gonna find a scalper. I'm gonna just, you know, work some guy over in the parking lot and hopefully hook it up. But it should be. I'm expecting a pretty good show because they didn't, you know, no fans last year, so. Yeah. So they got Arca tomorrow night. Yep. Xfinity Saturday afternoon. Yep. And Cup Sunday afternoon. Sunday so afternoon. So Cup races. races the Keepers a- Casino. Four hundred. Four hundred. 400. So Michigan's a fun track because it's fast, but everybody runs different grooves there, so it's actually pretty neat. Yeah. My last rate that... No. 
I've been there twice. The first time was when we sat in the stands. That was Junior's first win back. That's right. All the crap. Uh, and then who won the other no, race we went ask to? Me. My dad. Oh, no. I do know this. Um, Harvick? Kenseth or Harvick. One oh, of the two. Kenseth. Kenseth. I think it was that Kansas. Was the day, that was the day we were drinking at 7.56 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that picture come up Great today. Pick. Great pick. <laughs> Brent's getting, oh, my God. Brent's getting RV lessons from from Harold in the yeah. background. <laughs> hey, later in the day, I stole Harold's uh, wiper motor fuse so we could get the TV going in the rig. Oh, so, nice. yeah. What a guy. You have... Already talked about that story for sure. Good stuff, man. You know where this is all going. Like, this is all getting to the point where Brent's camper is great and it's fitting the need for now, but we're gonna need an RV at some point. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, Big boy. It needs to be an, an unholy pile of garbage too. Oh God, absolutely <laughs> not. Are you kidding me? I've learned some things. <laughs> There is a partially restored, it's an, the company is called FMC, not Ford Motor Company. It's well, obviously a, a rip off of that, a, but that's fine. Yeah. It's an old like 70s something chassis. Um, yep. It's, it's, it's in mint condition. I mean, it really is. It, obviously it's in, it's in mint condition. It's got a 6.6 Duramax swap with an Allison oh, Trans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah. Big Looks Chevy like guy. the living no room. that engine. Big, big Looks like your guy. grandma's living room from 78 on the inside, but like pristine, clean. <laughs> you know, got right, the nice. probably got had the like a on the couch 440 or a 360 or yeah. Probably split, had some old I want split lock rims, buddy. Block. Split lock rims. You know, <laughs> you, you want to die? Point. Yeah, I want to die. That's part of the experience. You know, radials and split lock <laughs> or um, bias ply and split locks, buddy. It looked like yeah. now it had it had 19 fives on it. I would say nice. Alcoa's nice. of sort big, or big some guy. knockoff brand 195. I don't know. Beautiful, beautiful. That's actually that's actually probably like six thousand dollars worth of wheels and tires. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. yeah. Not Everybody over. wants to play with the big boys. They want to get the 19 and a half or the 22 and a half Alcoa's, and then you go, then you realize you need six tires, and you're like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm buying yeah. tires for a truck at work. It's ungodly expensive. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is why this is why people put covers over their RV tires when they're parked yeah. outside. Keep the sun off them because yeah, they're, they're expensive. Yeah. It's you're gonna yeah. Whatever you're paying for your your college kids' uh, uh, meal plan for the semester times that by like six, and that's about how much your tires are gonna cost. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Uh, oh, gentlemen, what do we say? Yeah, we should probably call About it. That you got a car to build. I got to go home. I got yeah, to go 25 minutes. So. Yeah, you better get to just sleep on the couch there. I'm trying a few. I did uh, I did steal the Fuge, though. So we're taking the no race truck tonight with headlights uh, that can't see. Uh, so. Well, gentlemen. Yeah. All right, we'll, you want to end we'll it keep, then? We'll keep the shiny side up and the rubber side down. Let's go racing in the Irish Hills in Michigan. And let's have at it and a big win. Big win. Big repeat winner, and it's not going to be Larson. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Curtis. Thanks for joining, buddy. Yeah, Curtis. Appreciate it, boss. We'll talk. Appreciate you.